Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Inside the Mind with George Martel. Back at you. I know it's been a few weeks. I've been dealing with some stuff at home. Dealing with some... Just some things I had to take care of. Excuse me. And uh, my kids had spring break. So it's just been a little hectic, but I'm back, and I'm back on track trying to get things done. On the road to WrestleMania, WWE is, AEW's still signing people, and I still haven't changed my mind on them. Don't think they're going to be as big as everybody else thinks they are. Um, I think Jim Cornette is a huge hypocrite. However... You know, talking about how he doesn't believe tag team wrestling can be the main event. Yet, if you listen to his podcast, he's always ranting and raving how he made the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express the main event back in the NWA days. I mean, so, which is it, Jim? Is, are, are, can they be a main event or can they not be a main event? Yeah, the Rock and Roll Express was a draw. Sure, the Midnight Express were a draw. But in this day and age, with internet, with wrestling on demand in pretty much any company you can think of. You could look up on the internet on a page service or for free and watch it. You don't even need tickets anymore. And for the young bucks to sell out all in as the main event. It's pretty impressive. And double or nothing, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros is one of the main attractions that people want to see. It's it's a bit of a dream match at this point. The two top tag teams in indie wrestling, it's, you know, regardless of whether you like it or not. I mean, Jimmy, you're a legend. I respect you. Would always respect you. I would always follow you as far as your history and what you've done in professional wrestling. However, I think you've lost touch with what what's really important now. What people, what fans want to see. Fans want to see wrestling. They don't want to see storylines too much. They don't want to see stupid gimmicks. They don't want to see a guy in a colorful suit running around with a tennis racket. They don't want to see another guy in a colorful suit with a megaphone. Those days are past. As far as managers are concerned, the fans can still do with managers. Managers can still have a part in professional wrestling. I used to be one. I used to be a damn good one. I dare say... Personally, I think it was better than you, Jimmy. However, what they wanted to tell the manager that I was a guy in a suit and tie, a businessman, Paulie Heyman type manager. Why? Bobby the Brain Heenan type manager. Because people are not stupid. People are not stupid. They don't actually believe 
that there's this guy with a megaphone all fucking day long, or a guy walking around with a tennis racket that looks like he hasn't done an exercise in his entire life, talking about how my mama gave me the money, my mama gave me the money, you know, dude, come on. <clears throat> Let me go, dude. Seriously. You talk about, you know, it, it's funny because you, you've, you've mentioned Kevin Owens' weight. And you mentioned, I'm freaking someone Joe's weight. Alright, they're on the bigger side. Give you that much, but let's go look at your tag teams, your guys that you manage. With the exception of Stan Lane, did you really have anybody that was in shape? I mean, seriously, you managed against the British Bulldog for a little while in WWF, Owen Hart, and Owen. Bulldog and Stan Lane. Bobby Eaton, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Do look like my gym teacher, not a professional wrestler. Dennis Connery. Really. That guy looked <clears throat> like my perverted, drunken next door neighbor. Um, who else you got? Mr. Hughes? No, I'm sorry. Big Bubba. Boss man. May rest in peace. Great guy. One of the greatest big men of all time. But yet he was a big man. Has the name Big Bubba. Big Boss Man. Big was his name because he was big. And then, of course, you managed Yokozuna. I mean, Vader. Yeah, he was real skinny. Stop talking about people with weight. Yeah, because they're not taller. Taller than Vader. They're 20, 10, I mean, no offense to Leon or to Yoko. And they rest in peace. But to more Joe. Kevin Owens can wrestle circles around those guys. You know, straight up. And Vader cannot draw in the WWF. Yokozuna cannot draw as a baby face. But uh, Kevin Owens could draw as a heel or face. I'm pretty sure Samoa Joe can also. <clears throat> okay, let's go back to... I, I went on a little tyrant there. Let's go back to talking about... The road to WrestleMania that Tom alluded. Um, triple threat match that they have going between Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. This is... The more they put into this feud, the less I care. Honestly. By the time WrestleMania comes around, these girls have beaten each other up so many times that it's just... Who cares? 
you've seen it too many times already. Different combinations. Becky beats up Ronda, Ronda beats up Becky, Charlotte beats them both up, they both beat up Charlotte. Come on, it's, it's, what happened to the days that wrestlers don't touch each other until the actual pay-per-view? You know, at this point, Kofi and Daniel Bryan need to be the main event. That's the match that people care about the most. Batista versus Triple H could be the main event. I'm more excited about that than I am about the triple threat match. Hell, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar should definitely be the main event considering Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble. And the whole point of winning the men's Royal Rumble is to go on to main event WrestleMania. Yet the WWF team did not give a damn. You go about, oh, well, Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Becky Lynch did win the Royal Rumble. A Royal Rumble that she was not in. Mind you. After tapping out to Asuka the same night. Mind you. She goes on to win the Royal Rumble. Hasn't done shit since. Except get her ass kicked week in and week out. Looking like she's just trying too hard to be stone cold at Becky Lynch when she's more like lukewarm Rebecca Quinn. It's already getting old. It's already. I've looked at the the people on the the fans on the internet, the WWE universe, like you call it. People are fed up with the WWE trying to make Becky Lynch into the next. Don't call Steve Austin. Because one person made a reference saying, oh, her popularity could be like Stone Cold, organic from the inside. Yet, just because somebody made that one comment, yo, this is the new Stone Cold. These fucking writers, I swear to God, no, asshole. Make her into the first Becky Lynch. Why are you going to make her into something she's not? And they recorded a promo a couple years ago with her recreating Stone Cold Steve Austin King of the Ring promo. And it felt like the most forced piece of shit enactment of that promo I've ever seen. I. This may bring me heat. I don't care. Kevin Dunn was right in, t- in not liking Becky Lynch's accent. I thought it was cute at first. But for fuck's sake. When she talks, if you see her talking outside, like normally with her buddies or whatever, she has a certain tone. But then you flip it and you ask her something about wrestling or she's trying to cut a promo, she lowers her tone down to sound a little deeper and it makes it to the point where I just want to take a screwdriver and ram my ears with it. It is absolutely irritating. It is so freaking irritating. I don't want to hear her voice 
and it sounds like she has a dick in her mouth, and she's just sitting there bitching and moaning and complaining. Stone Cold Steve Austin did not bitch, moan, or complain. He went out there, he whooped somebody's ass. You asked Stone Cold Steve Austin to apologize, he wiped his ass with you asking him to apologize. Becky Lynch apologized. Stone Cold got his ass whooped one week. You better damn guarantee that someone was getting their ass whooped the next time he showed up on TV. Becky Lynch comes out on TV and gets her ass whooped again. They killed her character. And for all these little girls out there that are behind Becky Lynch and Charlotte, because they can main event a pay-per-view, rah, 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 I say bullshit. Because they've had the main event pay-per-views in the past. Charlotte and Sasha main evented Hell in a Cell. They've made women main evented pay-per-views in the past. It's not the first time. And every time a woman, and no offense to women out there, because maybe we haven't found the right combination, but every time there's been a woman main event, it has been the worst match on the card. Sasha and Charlotte Hell in a Cell was the worst Hell in a Cell match I've ever seen. Sasha and Charlotte on Raw Street Fight was boring. I am so tired of seeing Charlotte Flair look, you want to talk about somebody getting shoved down her throat? Charlotte Flair is like the only woman they ever use. Yes, she's good. Yes, she's talented. But that's just saying that she's the only one capable of doing anything in WWE. The last time I checked, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks to a certain extent, Bailey, Nikki Cross. Then you got some of the girls coming from NXT. They can go. Charlotte's not the only one. Stop featuring the same bullshit matches. Now, instead of just having Becky versus Ronda, which could have sold itself, they decided to ruin it and throw in Charlotte. And the fact is, that, I mean, let's face facts, while they're trying to persuade Charlotte as a face, I mean, I'm sorry, Becky as a face, it's not working. Right now, the only one that's really... Honestly, Ronda's the face here. Who, I mean, why wouldn't she want to start beating up on these fucking bitches? She came into the WWE, and just the fact that there were rumors that she may want to come to the WWE made people look at the WWE. She came in, and ever since she came in and started being a member of the WWE, there was a woman's pay-per-view. There's talk about a woman main eventing WrestleMania. It's all about Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey is bringing in all these, all these eyes, all this money, all this attention, 
and all she wanted was a one-on-one match with the Royal Rumble winner, the fucking Royal Rumble winner that picked her and the WWE couldn't even fucking get that right. Because Vince and Stephanie have this fucking massive ego that they have to insert themselves in every fucking major feud. Let's look at the card. You have Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Why in the fuck is Vince McMahon a part of that? You have Triple H versus Batista. Triple H obviously is going to be involved in that. Shane versus Miz. Obviously Shane's going to be involved in that. Why is Vince fucking McMahon involved in the Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch storyline? That was between Becky and Stephanie. Why the fuck is Vince involved? So Vince gets involved. I'm bringing Charlotte in. Why? It is fucking stupid. Anyway. Those are my two cents about that. As far as the WrestleMania card itself, it's looking to be pretty decent, except for the fact it's going to have 157 matches. Um, and what I'm just going to take a... take a minute here and... Uh, and... and I'm going to talk about, uh, give you one of my personal stories before I wrap this thing up. All right, all right, so... I said I was going to talk about one of my personal career stories, and I quite honestly, look, I don't know who's out there listening to this. No one's giving me any type of feedback. I know some of you are listening to it. I am getting listened, and I appreciate you, whoever you guys are, you know, um helping me out follow or helping me you know be able to realize this little dream of mine um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something that is known as the legend of George Martel George Martel was not only known he's not only known for being former manager former wrestler Whatever the case may be. Man, I was a connoisseur, if you will, of the ring rats. I was the Pied Piper of ring rats. I had sex with ring rats in numerous ring trucks, dressing rooms, cars, hotels, their rooms. It didn't matter to me. And they look good. 
They weren't some of these nasty-ass ring rats that some of the other guys were picking up. These girls looked good. Um, some of them aren't even ring rats. Some of them are just girls that that I met somewhere else and went to the show to see what I did. And, you know, some of them I had threesomes with. Some of them, you know, sad to say, some of them were married and I didn't know about it. I mean, there's one in particular that was married apparently to a cop. Um, She was an attorney at the time. I'm not going to mention any names. But um, I didn't didn't know that until after the fact. I also didn't know that her best friend was married to an ex-military guy when I fucked her. So it is what it is. Um, so yeah, we, just, we had a lot of those parties, a lot of those fun times. Girls showing up to the after parties, eating each other out, taking their clothes off. Look, I did look for all you. I've never said this podcast was going to be for kids. So, <clears throat> you know, if, if you don't like my language, tough titty to the kitty. Quote, throwback to Shawn Michaels there. So let me tell you a little bit of a little personal story. I was doing a show. It was uh, the show. It was after the show, and uh, we were standing at ringside. It was, uh, it was a bar setting. We we're standing at ringside, and they were taking down the. Uh, chairs and all that and you know turning it back into a bar turning the, the little makeshift wrestling arena I guess you could call it that to a bar back to a bar and I was talking to the booker promoter at the time um, Ralph Bosca and, and uh, his tag team partner John Diamond of ECW fame and um you know, I was in the middle of a kind of a pseudo angle with them, sort of feud with them. So, but we were just talking about how the show went. And to be honest with you, I don't remember anything about the actual show itself. I do remember this clearly. As I'm talking to Ralph and, and, and John, I turn around and this girl out of nowhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not going to mention any names. She came out of nowhere. And just rammed her tongue down my throat. Tried to make it out with me. She's nice because she was extremely hot. And um, kind of took me aback a little bit. I looked over at Ralph. Ralph was like, Excuse me, but we were having a conversation. Uh, to, to the girl John Diamond started giving Ralph shit he's like let him be let him get some so I kind of just went with it she led me to this chair that was in the middle of the dance floor and sat me down in the chair and straddled me and continued making out with me 
And I swear it was kind of, it felt like this was some kind of a punt or a uh, hidden camera thing. I mean, this hot ass chick, without even introducing herself, making out with me, straddling me in a chair. So, okay, so I was like, all right, whatever. Security came up, tapped me on the shoulder, and told me to take her upstairs. Upstairs meaning one of the dressing rooms. We had two dressing rooms in that place. One downstairs, which is where the wrestlers mostly use, and the one upstairs, which only certain wrestlers use. Um, It was more for the... I mean, I hate to put it this way, but it was more for, for the elite. And we never really mentioned it that way, but that's really what it was. And the, and the bands that used to play in that air, in that place were hanging up on the upstairs because they had a couch and whatever, so on and so forth. So I took the the uh, bouncers, the body security, whatever his advice, and led the girl upstairs and put her on the couch. And I'm sure... That couch has seen a lot of action throughout the years. But, you know, I did what I did. I did my thing with the girl. And as I was ejaculating onto her breast, a friend of mine, Mr. Sideshow, he said to jump in and snap a picture. Now, this is where I don't know if he had to set it up he, he, he says he didn't, but who knows with him. Or if he just saw what was going on and wanted to take advantage of the situation. Long story short, it was a good night. Now, this was on uh, Tuesday night, which is where we used to do our shows. At that time, we were also... Some of us were doing this other show called the IWE. The IWE was going to be going on Wednesday nights. Sometimes they do it on Fridays, I believe. But anyway, about a week later, we were at the IWE show. I believe the main event of that show... If I'm not mistaken, was Eddie Torres uh, versus Torture? Maybe? And then some kind of a street fight? I don't know. I, I, it was, it was, I know Eddie was involved in the main event. Anyway, and. I'm sorry, and, and, and I'm not gonna, again, I'm not gonna mention names because. If I mention who this person was, this individual was, then the whole cat's out of the bag. And out of respect for the guy, I'm not going to say the name, names. The guy, this guy came up to me and told me that he met this girl, that he was really digging her, that he thinks he was in love. He's only known her for about a week. And he thinks... You know, he could be the real thing. And I was like, okay, cool. What's her name? <coughs> Excuse me. I asked her what her name. I know, I know I suck with this whole podcast and coughing into your ear. You know, fuck it. Yeah, I said, what's her name? He told me the name. I looked over at Eddie and, and, and 
180 to the side. I said, Eddie, dude, that's the chick I was making out with last week. He's like, are you shitting me? You gotta tell him. I'm like, I gotta tell him. This was before he met her. I don't want to bust his bubble, but... So what I told him was, you know, be careful. You just met the girl. Make sure you get to know her real well. Well, at the end of the day, they ended up, I guess, getting married. I don't know whatever happened after that. I do know that it made for some awkward um, car rides. And every time that we were all going to be in the same place, they had some kind of excuse to where she would come up with some kind of excuse not to not to be around me. So now I don't know if she knew or if, if the if the gentleman in question knew about it, if he, if she told him, or if she was just trying to avoid it so he wouldn't find out. But either way, you know I respect him to death, he's a good guy, and as, as far as my understanding, as far as I know, she never did him wrong, so whatever, besides, I made out with her sister after, so, yeah, that was a little bit of a ring rat story, not every story, not every week is going to be a ring rat story, you know, not every, every week is going to be a, uh, uh, a, a wrestling story. It depends on what fucking mood I'm in. Alright? I could be talking about that piece of shit president we have. Whatever. I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Right now, I want to talk about the fact that I'm tired. I feel like shit. I'm, today's the only day I get to rest when the boys are in school. I don't have any doctor's appointments. I don't have shit to do except cook dinner. And I should pretty much, I should pick up my house a little bit, but fuck it. I'm going to take today to rest. And I have my, my therapist tomorrow. And we'll go from there. I'm going to try to do more of these, maybe a couple times a week. Uh, the very least once a week. Um, last night was SmackDown. It was pretty good. Again, Vince installed it, you know, and put, put himself into that storyline, making it to where Kofi is not going to WrestleMania. I don't know how long they're going to drag this out. But uh, all, they're, all they're doing is making people really not want to see Becky and really want to see Kofi. Just like, like Kevin Owens said last night, WrestleMania has become all about Kofi Kingston. So thank you guys for listening. Um... Be sure to check out our sponsors and uh, um, um, have fun. Live life. Don't be a dick. See you.